Welcome to the Anime Book Club. Today we are covering JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stardust Crusaders, episodes uh, 12 and 13. Matt, we're back to the doubles. <laughs> I'm so glad. I know. I couldn't. I would have to. Oof, I don't know. Right, first off, these are great, but I don't know if my body could take three episodes of JoJo of this level of quality. Oh, yeah, do you know? There's so much to go into. It's It's been great. We don't, nothing it, we want to just skip over like half an episode. Like we have a couple. Yeah. Or we were like, let's just talk about one of the older JoJo's. Pretend we're talking about JoJo. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this is another reminiscent Jonathan episode. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. He's so, in the who, intro, and I still I still geek out every time I see him in the intro. It's so good to see that guy. Yeah. Matt, who, who, who would have thought that the most popular JoJo would be pretty good? <laughs> to be fair it hasn't supplanted my favorite yet no not yet but boy this is some good stuff um it is well on its way of being functionally better than jojo one because right now for me it's still two one three and now it's like oh man i i could easily be two three one Uh, i see where you're coming from though because jojo one to be fair a lot of its charm was from how kind of quaint it was yeah, it's it's so it, it's it's the it is the elementary school musical of like oh my god look at them try. It's faults for what made it beautiful. Yeah, it tried so. I could even lift this rock. <laughs> <laughs> you went back and watched them. Yeah, you can, sweetie. Yeah, you can. <laughs> you just want to tussle JoJo once hair. You do though. That's what he looks like. Ugh. What a what a what a lad! What a la- and Speedwagon. Like, I know the games kind of do this anyway, but when are they ever going to do like an actual Doctor Who JoJo where we get like you know Day of the JoJos? Uh, that is the uh, nigh unplayable Eyes of Heaven for the PS4. <laughs> right, but I want an actual like I, would, I don't want them to do a video game that everyone hates. I want them to do a like a good one. No, it's, yeah, it's, a good it's, one. It's, it's literally like if it played well, and maybe I should just look for a difficulty level because it's just, I think it's the least fun game I've ever played. Um, but so, it, yeah. yeah, it's literally like Speedwagon. Young Speedwagon shows up and recruits JoJo's. And I'm like, that's ah, all I've ever wanted. Yeah, like YouTube kept spitting clips about that game at me, and it looked hilarious. If for no other reason than I see that, uh, that Joseph, at least young Joseph, has a counter stance. Yeah. And it says, next you're going to say. And it looked amazing because everyone oh. had like individual responses to it. It is all style. I just think it, it plays poorly. And a lot of the fights are really like it gets to the least fun fights you could have almost immediately. <laughs> uh, um, but maybe I'm just playing it wrong. I don't know. It just I, I think that game's trash. I mean, old woman's exploding at a cat right now. OK, so anyway, <laughs> episode 12, The Empress. Uh, boy, uh, the, the mother of Jay Guile is having a time. Um, we have this, I like it because it like flashes from her face to the cat face to her face. Um, old woman whose name I refuse to remember. Is, Abia. Abia so is, is, is just. And Yaba. There we go. And Yaba. And Yaba is so angry about the death of Jay Guile. We have this whole thing where like, she actually feels her son's wounds. Like she starts like all the, um, silver chariot wounds, like pop up on her face but not fatally, but she is spraying blood all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, she is having a, she's having a bit of a time. She's having a time. And uh, the line that stuck out with me was, my pure boy, they could have only killed you with trickery. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. And it's funny because sort of, yes. 
But that's also, you know, every JoJo fight is one through trickery. Every single one of them. Um, oh, and I forgot. Uh, oh, wait. So anyway, she uh, she's flipping out. She's um, super angry. <laughs> she hits the cat with her, her cane. God, um, yeah, no, she beat that cat. Evil villain immediately. Although, did that put her on Joseph level? Ooh, that's a good point. Well, he was having a bad... Well, she's having a bad day. Yeah, you know? Ooh, this she's is fair. A, JoJo was just kind of having a bit of a tiff. She's She lost her son, her baby boy, her pure... Her, her pure, pure ha- kind-hearted baby boy. My young Jay Guile with his two right hands. My sweet, wonderful child. <laughs> I kind of wish they had like, switched it up. Like, she had two right hands and he had two left hands. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and, uh, she, and I fell for this, like, spoiler for the episode, she runs out of the room screaming, and I thought that she was going to fight, and I was under the assumption for this entire episode that she was the puppeteer behind what was happening. Oh, wow. No. I am a doofus. Oh, my God. Yes, you are. Yes, you, oh, I will admit that at this point of the episode, I was with you, because I thought for sure she was going to be the Empress, because, you know, it lines up, right? No, I, I, I... I thought she was going to be the Empress, and I also thought, like, I was going, like, way overboard. We're like, oh, is it, like, intermediary? Like, is is she using Nina as a signal booster? Or, like, I overthought everything. Yeah, because I feel like the, I feel like this episode smacked you in the face with the truth real hard, real fast. And um, live reaction on the podcast, Matt, I did a big swing. I wrote in my notes, and I wanted to do this on the podcast. Uh-huh. I think this old lady's Goku. I'm going to need an explanation. Like the voice actress who plays Goku. I think oh, this is Goku. Um, you, so have I'm, you Googled I'm, it yet? I'm Googling right now. All right. It is not Goku. Okay. <laughs> you spent a lot more time with the uh, the Japanese DB, DB than I ever did. Um, Boy, was she not. But she has been. Well, I mean, it's, it's Japan. So she has been on an episode. She has been involved in Dragon Ball Z as old woman. Oh, fair. Okay. So there we go. She's uh, typecast. 1980s. Still uh, still plays old ladies to this day. There is something about this scene, though, where she's like, she is freaking out. She's running across the room screaming. This feels very Japanese at this point, doesn't it? Yeah, it's really, it's like, really freaky. God, I don't know. I, what scenes does it remind you of? It's like, how about when they talk to the ghost in uh, Rashomon? Yeah, kind of like, like that. But like with an old woman, it's see, I don't know. I don't know quite how to put my finger on it, but it feels very like Japanese cinema-ish almost. Yeah, it was it's very I wrote in my notes she is very extra. <laughs> she has a lot of emotion to get out. And it's not it's like it's I know she lost her son, but it is kind of over the top-ish emotion. It's Oh yeah. It's a sight to behold and I love it and I feel bad for that cat. I feel bad for that cat as well. Well, maybe. Who knows who that cat is? That cat's hanging out in Dio's castle. You know what? That cat is someone else's vile stand. Or maybe the cat is a stand user. Yeah, maybe the cat has Hitler's brain in it. We don't know. We have a whole half of a season after this to go through where they have to fight that cat, and that cat's stand is Hitler. It's like, yeah, maybe. Is the cat Dio, maybe? I hung Uh, out as a cat for today. Well, no, she wouldn't hit Dio with with her staff. (laughs) Oh, no, she's. She's seeing red right now. Who knows? Maybe it was just all the pain from the wounds. Joseph just like tripped the cat or something, right? Like he didn't hit it. Yeah, he tricked it. Like he, he, he. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. He didn't hit it hard or if anything, but yeah, he definitely tricked it. Yeah, it was mean, but I don't. It felt much worse for a cat that just got whacked. Yeah. 
And that's the episode Caesar died in. Or the, the episode, the next episode was when Caesar died. Yeah, it was. Man. Oh, boy. we This is a great episode, and we ended up going back to an older JoJo. I'm going to move us forward. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, we have the intro. Or... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Empress. Yeah, we have the intro. Yeah. And uh, we're now on a, a bus, I think? Um, yes, it's starting on a bus. I like to call this episode, its title should have been, Joseph Has a Bad Day. Yeah. It should have just been, oh, no. <laughs> Episode 12, oh no. Um, we're, we're on the bus. Uh, the gang's on a bus. Paul Nareff is just having the worst conversation ever with Nina, the <laughs> elephant girl, who, um, boy, do I have questions that re reflect backwards, but I guess we'll get to those at the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. um, but he's all like, what? Whatever, whole horse. Whole horse ain't nothing. You should, uh, I'm a real man. I'm a real man guy. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I like Polnuffer's reminding us that we only selectively like him. Yeah, I'm so bummed. I wrote in my thing, it's like he's doing everything he can to go down the tier list. Yeah. And uh, if if we're going to be honest, uh, best boy Kakyoin has some good moments. Oh, man, yeah, these these next two episodes, Kakyoin takes some steps forward. They're kind to Kakyoin on the, on the tier list. Um, not great for uh, for uh, for our boy Polnareff. Um, we get a narrator speech about the uh, Ganges River and the city they're going into. Uh, Varanasi, I think, is that how Varanasi or something? So yes, it's a so city in Varanasi India. Or, I don't know how Varanasi. Varanasi. I saw it in the the subtitles like Varanasi, so I don't know how it's pronounced. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how it's pronounced, but we get a big old uh, big old speech about that and one of those one of those like tourism speeches that yet again should have gone to Best Boy Kakyoin. And uh, Joseph's wound, man, we just get right to it. A uh, fly flies by Joseph's arm where he had that wound earlier, and it bites the fly's head off. And no one notices. No one minds the loss of a fly. Yeah, and they're, on a, they're on a bus in India with no air conditioning. Probably a billion flies going by. They didn't notice one. They were all zoning as best they could. They, they yeah. were all like, I can't hear this Polnar of speech anymore. Most of them are still wearing school uniforms. Half of them are wearing school uniforms right we're now. we're students. We're students. <laughs> uh, we get off the bus, and there's this incredible scene where uh, Polnareff reasserts himself as a great character, mm -hmm. where uh, the wound on Joseph's arm is obviously a person's face, and they're like, you should go to the doctor. And Polnareff's like, that looks like a person's face. Guys, that looks like a dude face. And like, comes, ah. Yeah, it's, it comes back to like what he was saying in the last episode. I was like, dude, we live in a world of stands. Yeah. It's been almost 10 minutes since we had to fight for our lives. This is sus. Guys, he has a giant wound. Why? Like, all right, not to spoil the next episode, but they jump to the logic leap of a car being a stand quicker than they do a human face wound on Joseph's arm. In fairness, that car was definitely a stand from the beginning. Like, there was no question the moment it showed up. Yeah, I guess I just don't understand where it's like, hey, you're growing a face on your arm. Maybe yeah. that's a stand. It's like, nope, India's just real weird. Yeah, India's got real weird diseases, man. Don't you know that? Oh, these like, flies here in India. That's what they told me in America. I read this on a pamphlet once. Um, and uh, we get a great reveal where uh, Nina's tongue comes out, and there's like a like a face on her tongue, and it goes, ah, ah. And like a high pitched voice, it was almost yeah. like a high, like a they tweaked up the la 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 a bit. Yeah, it well, it's like um the tongue from that uh kung fu comedy movie that I yeah. can't remember the name of. Kind of uh, crap, kung pao, Intrepid? kung pao maybe. 
Yeah. Um, Legend the of the Fist the or something? Enter the Fist. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's like that. That appears in this. They ripped off JoJo. Who would have thought? Uh, we then have an incredible scene. Um, this is going to be difficult to recap. Or You know what? I'm going to say the episode begins and continues from here on out. Um, uh, Joseph has gone to an Indian doctor to take a look at the, the wound. The guy, the doctor look, takes a look and he goes like, we got to just cut this thing off. We're just going to cut this thing away. And we have a couple of moments of Joseph not really trusting the guy. And the guy's, there's a great bit where he's like, ooh, the scalpel's a little ru rusty. But no worries. No worries. I like how quickly and how hard this anime dropped the idea that no one can see, that most stands are invisible. Yeah, boy, they dropped that real hard for this one. Like, how many um, in a row are completely visible right now? Oh my god, you're totally right. <laughs> Like I get, I could get a reason for each and every one of them. Sure, I guess but this still... is this is using Joseph's biomatter. Right, if you want to use the phrase biomatter? Yeah, like it says multiple times, it's part of him. But yeah, there's been a reason. It's just the default was supposed to be invisible, but the default is currently the opposite. Yeah, we've we've had multiple high profile stands in a row. Uh, anywho, uh, the doctor goes to cut the wound. Uh, this this growth off of Joseph's arm. Joseph is. I mean, rightfully so. He's a little bit of a... This guy watched his hand get cut off, but he's still a little bit of a baby about getting uh, scalpeled in the arm. Part of what we like about Joseph. I bet, he's great... still, I bet he still mm -hmm. has nightmares about uh, cutting off uh, the Nazi legs. Oh, God, yeah. Man, that's right. Joseph, oh, he's he's great. Yeah, that's right. He did have nightmares about... Stro oh, that's awesome. That's great. Um... Anyway, what we keep meaning to get to is that we have this bit where uh, <laughs> he closes his eyes, we hear some sounds, and when Joseph opens his eyes, the doctor is dead. The scalpel has been rammed into his face, he is dead on the ground, and the wound, which now has a much more active face, is openly taunting him. <laughs> and this wonderful high-pitched like, cartoon voice, too. Helium balloon voice. Yeah. Uh, it quickly introduces itself as the Empress. And it even, I love this too, it even tries to spit in Joseph's face. <laughs> he dodges it though. He does dodge it. Um, we, God, this is so good. Uh, Joseph's response is to try to stab the Empress, but it, it bites the, the scalpel so it can't get in there. And then it's able to flick it around in his mouth and then he cuts his, his pinky. <laughs> his robot hand takes a lot of abuse. His robot hand does it. MVP of the episode. He he you loses know, a hunk of his robo pinky. You know, good on um, good on cars because yeah. otherwise, like at least he's got a disposable body part to keep losing in all these fights. Yes. Oh my goodness. He is. Yeah. He is extremely lucky that he already lost that limb. But yeah, we get a thing where Empress is kind of teasing him, and then reminds, I guess, the user, the the audience, and Joseph that uh, the only way to hurt a stand is to use a stand. <laughs> Which, who knows if that rule will continue. Yeah. Um, and then, who oh boy, this is the best. Uh, this, the Empress reveals its secret attack, which is to frame people for murder. <laughs> I love the rest of this episode. <laughs> I, I, I don't blame the nurse at all for this, because... Yeah. What else? What other explanation does she have, right? It's amazing. So a nurse walks in, sees the doctor dead on the ground, 
and freaks out, so she shuts her eyes. And the moment she closes her eyes, the Empress is like, I killed this man. My name is Joseph Joestar. I'm saving, I'm staying at this hotel. <laughs> and I'll kill again. And by the way, I like young nurses. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm an American named Joseph <laughs> Joestar. Uh, I am this is six my foot one. Number. Yeah, I'm six foot one. Gray hair. I'm staying in this hotel room. I mean, like, otherwise of, like, trying to somehow um, frame the rest of the JoJo party. He is, like, dead right. And it's amazing. <laughs> and uh, uh, the cops show up. Like, Empress has successfully framed Joseph for murder in a really clever kind of like, why don't they just crash the vehicle they're all in? Kind of like, why don't you just kill him? <laughs> kind of way. Like, Joseph is now is an outlaw in India, which is incredible. I'm wondering, yeah, I was wondering the whole time after this started, was like, how is the uh, Speedwagon Foundation gonna... Is Speedwagon Foundation gonna have to make a town disappear, Pat? I thought the exact... When they made when they made that dude disappear for Paul Nareff, I was like, oh my god, the Speedwagon lawyers are gonna show up. <laughs> you know, it was just one doctor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just, like, so he, he's making a run for it. It's just the rest of this episode is literally just him dealing with a growth on his arm. That's the fight. Yeah. That's the that's the tension. That's the conflict. Is a it, growth on him. It is Joseph dealing with a growth and then having like comedy hijinks keeping him from getting help. Um but yeah, they have a whole bunch of... There's a lot of great moments. I mean, the highlight here is while they're hiding from the police, uh, Joseph tries to, like, smash it against the wall or some metal bars, but then it grows arms and is able to hold onto the bars. Uh, and it's just... It looks really gross. It, it, it grabs the bars, and then it just starts screaming out loud, Hey, police! Over here, are police! Uh, I don't know if you got excited about this myself or yourself as well, oh, but yeah. then... Joseph responds by like, I haven't done this in a while, and uses Haman on it. You see him take the breath in. Dude, we haven't even seen them paying attention to the actual breath when it comes to Haman since Joe since uh Jonathan. Yeah, like, it was so early like, Jonathan. Deep breath, Haman, and of course it doesn't work because um it's a part of his body, so he'd be Hamoning himself. Well, let's just admit it doesn't work because Haman is bullshit. <laughs> Haman hasn't helps. worked in two and a half seasons. <laughs> Haman has been novel at best. Um, he then uses Purple Hermit to uh, squeeze the Empress. It wasn't and, that uh, neat, though. That was cool. I liked that. Because Empress was all like, haha, you just have you just have your psychography, you stupid idiot. That's not going to help you do anything. And uh, his response is, it's like, well, it's still Vines. Yeah. So he does its best to try and choke it out, which I thought was pretty clever. Yes, I'm so glad we got to see that he can do more with his that thing than just like, because it didn't make a whole lot of sense how psychography works, like stands in general. But still, like it made sense. You know, he grows vines and then that lets him punch a camera. Just the fact that he can actually control the vines and use them came out of nowhere for one thing. So kind of a bit of a dancing machina, but I was still happy to see it. Yeah. Oh no, it was so cool. <laughs> it was it was cool. I'm glad he tied up that uh thing on his arm for a bit. Yeah, and then he goes on the run from the cops. Uh we get another reminder that this episode Paul Nareff kind of sucks. He is just not leaving Nina alone. And is doing his real man BS talk. Uh and then we go full Looney Tunes as it looks like uh 
Joseph, who was running, is like, man, if I knew it was going to go this bad, I would have bought Polnareff. <laughs> Which is a great thought. <laughs> uh, I like the idea that he wants Polnareff there if stuff's going to go rotten. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, Polnareff has some uh, karma to make up for ever since they left uh, God, wherever it was. Oh, yeah, Abdal. And what was that town? Yeah, it wasn't Calcutta, was it? I think it was Calcutta. Okay, maybe it was Calcutta. <laughs> Leaving Abdal in Calcutta. Um, but yeah, so he we have a whole bit where, and this is just like a running thing, where he almost notices Polnareff, but Nina turns Polnareff around and, jo and Joseph misses him. But before I can really dwell on how stupid the Polnareff B-plot is, we start hearing like munching noises underneath the uh, blanket or coat that uh, Joseph has put over his arm. And I don't know how you felt, but I originally thought that that thing was eating his arm off. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Um, and it's it. We get the real crazy revelation that it has stolen like an apple, a head of lettuce, has eaten the lower, well, everything on a chicken below the head is like a chicken head falls out. And it, it, uh, it, uh, like a child, it inherited from its father the ability to do things off camera that no one gets to see. Yeah, while you weren't paying attention, I stole a bunch of stuff. And when he pulls off the blanket, it reveals that it has eaten enough food to defeat him. <laughs> and uh, punches him in the face. <laughs> I almost kind of wish they had a slugging it out fight here. It was so funny. And we get a great moment where Joseph does like a real out loudy kind of braggy kind of thing. But then it immediately cuts to his internal monologue. And he's like, all right, can't back that up. Not quite sure what to do. Kind of screwed here. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> I am Joseph Joestar, and I have more years of experience than you, who, like, is literally three hours old at best. Well, I totally... Remember, this is when I still thought that this was being controlled by Enya. I'm like, aha, he doesn't know they're the same age. Uh, but I was an idiot, so I was totally wrong. <laughs> um, and I, I, I totally think it's it's really funny that that, that, that all happens. Um, we have, like... Yeah. That's good classic Joseph, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. His mouth like, being bigger than literally every other part of him. It's I great. have you right where I want you, internal monologue. I don't have them where I want them. <laughs> uh, Ron Howard narration kicks in. <laughs> uh, we have like a whole bunch of moments where he's basically like uh, put into a bad situation where Empress is like, aha, I've grown up enough where I could just rip your neck out. But instead uh, we have like a, it kind of gets to do like an oro oro punch and like beats the crap out of Joseph's robot arm. And uh, or hand, I mean. Yeah, he gets, he gets to move it in. Like it was gonna kill him, but the arm got in the way. Yeah, and it it, it takes a real beating. It starts to be broken apart, and they kind of flip and fight around. And this is a great moment where they knock over a pot, so the thing takes the pot and starts beating Joseph with the pot. Does he carry spares? Because he's got a new hand by the end of the next episode, by the beginning of the I, next one. I imagine that his is one of his suitcases is just full of hands. I would hope, maybe. Mm. <laughs> Uh, we get some more. We cut back to Nina and Paul Naraf. Less about that, the better. <laughs> and uh, we have a bit where he grabs um, the Empress with his robot hand, like holds it down, just starts booking it. And we have a little bit of time pass. And it's like, what are you doing, Joseph? You're running away from your friends. You're even more ruined. He's like, nah, -uh, I'm running to kill you. Another great dust bullshitting line moment from us. Uh, I love hearing him talk, man. It's just, Everything that we loved about Joseph in part two is coming up now, and I love it. 
It's um, it's so good. And, although, and, yeah, I need to know at this point in the episode, are you still thinking it's in Yaba? Uh, I may have waited to a very embarrassing reveal to realize it wasn't her. <laughs> because I keep forgetting the, the girl's name. Um, Nina. Nina. Because at this point, like, the, the part you're skipping is her giving these, like, knowing dirty looks over her shoulder. Again, I was so wrong, I assumed that Enya was controlling Nina via her tongue. You thought there was, like, a proxy for a proxy. Yeah. Sheesh. Like, I, I was so wrong that I dug in. Like, I had to dig in my wrongness. All right, I can respect that. I know where that comes from. It's just like, I, I, I can't be. my. I was so mistaken. I was so mistaken. Um, and however, because I spent so much time thinking about that, I didn't even think about what jo uh, Joseph was trying to do. It reveals that he ran to a barrel, what looks like it was full of, like, either dirty water or oil. And uh, it it looks like he is going to try and s drown the stand. Which... I, thought was, I thought it looked like tar, didn't it? Well, it, it, it looked like tar after he stuck his hand in there. Oh, with the bubbles. Okay. It gooped and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he tries to drown the stand, and then the stand uh, has a nail and sticks it in his neck. Yeah, they probably grabbed it during their fight or something, right? Yeah, well, it flashes back that she's I grabbed it when we were tussling with the jar. Yeah. But I was rooting for Jojo right there, right? Or yeah, jo Joseph at that point. Um, and Jotaro's got to earn Jojo. <laughs> yeah, you know Jotaro still does. He kind of next episode, though. Anyways, um, <laughs> but the, no, seeing him like like he actually had a plan. Like he gets to the barrel, and he dunks him. And you're like, yeah, you're actually gonna drown him. Good job. You're thinking. You're doing the thinking man's Jojo again. Yeah, drown that stupid arm. <laughs> um, and we get a bit where it's like you know the, she stabs him, and it's like, oh god. What's the turnabout going to be? Like, you're just like, this is terrible. Uh, it is revealed that that was a coal tar. And after being out in the air for a while, it hardens, which uh, basically, like, locks uh, the Empress in kind of like a statue pose. And he then wraps Purple Hermit around it. And then we have, I don't know how they're going to top this, but one of the coolest reveals um, in this season. And actually, maybe one of my new favorite JoJo moments. It is revealed that when they were tussling, they knocked over that urn or that jar, that he used psychography on the ashes to find a, to create a map to the coal tar thing. Like he, he thought, it's like, all right, his plan was always to find tar. And he's like, all right, Purple Hermit, find me some tar. And it drew a map. Yes, that was so awesome. It's so cool. It's like, and again, thinking man's JoJo, like he, I don't know, necessarily tricked, but outthought his way out of this fight. This moment where we he seemed screwed every single second of this episode. Like, there was no way he was getting out of this. Yeah. And it's like, here's something and, we didn't know, but it, it makes sense. And he won. Yeah, it makes sense even. I don't, you don't feel cheated by that, even though we didn't technically know he could do that before. Yeah, it's just, it's a neat expand. Well, they had already kind of experimented. It's like, hey, I could use Purple Herman on televisions, too. Right. I guess I could just use it on whatever. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know why he doesn't use it on forever. But the fact that he even thought how to use it. He won with a map, Pat. It's so cool. He used a map to win. Um, and just to remind us how awesome he is, um, he wraps uh, Purple Hermit around a, uh, like a curtain rod up top or something like that, and then around Empress. And then he does the, you're going to say this, 
and the Empress totally does, and I was yes. just losing my mind. Bam! We got the sound effect bam at that moment too. Like oh, Joseph, so good. one eye wink, bam! Like in the oh. background with a big purple uh kanji or whatever. Yeah, he carries this episode so hard. And it like all during this, and I guess I didn't mention this too much, but like Empress is making like children keep starts calling him Papa or Daddy, and he's making a lot of like children jokes. Like this child is outgrowing its parent, and blah blah blah. And he's like, it's time for the kid to leave the home. And he rips it off of his arm. And it causes the stand to explode, which makes all of these Polnareff scenes finally worth it. Is <laughs> when he, uh, when he goes it's like an episode-long yeah. setup for a joke, basically. I hadn't realized that they were setting up for a joke. And it's an incredible joke. Because he obliterates the stand, which means the stand user is going to be obliterated. And this is when I finally figured out I didn't understand what was happening. So, are you sure, Pat? You know, I'm still holding out hope. Still holding out hope. Maybe um, the um. God, what, what is she? She said what she was. She's not the wheel. Um, who's the next? Justice. Justice. Maybe maybe Justice's stand is to control other stands. Yeah. Remotely. You don't know. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. But uh. Oh my God! It's so funny. Um, but yeah, so what what we're what we're hinting towards is that uh, Polnareff goes in to kiss Nina, and then instead of Nina exploding, which would have been funny enough as is, an ugly fat old lady erupts alien style out of Nina, and then falls to the ground dead. Vomits in his face like yeah. huge dream. <laughs> Young Nina vomits a ton on Polnareff. And then explodes. <laughs> and I, maybe and he's, he's, just, he's just stunned too. He's just flabbergasted. And I'm assuming that Joseph used Purple Hermit again to find a map to get there in time. Is he is now all of a sudden standing next to Polnareff and is just talking mess to Polnareff <laughs> about this? Like he used you, Polnareff. Wow, man, what an idiot. <laughs> Uh, it's like very matter of fact too. It's like, yeah, she was the stand user. How did you not notice that? <laughs> yeah, it's the time knife. We've all seen it. Moving on. Come on, Paul Naraf. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so funny. And even better, we then cut to nighttime, and the team is all like lamenting. Well, Cat Coin and Jotaro are kind of lamenting that they can't stay in a hotel because Joseph is a wanted man. <laughs> yeah. It's like this always happens to us, man. We can't stay in a hotel. We gotta get out of India. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start building a personal grudge against Dio if he doesn't let us sleep, man. Yeah, uh, and then it's revealed that they're just gonna go drive, and Joseph has nominated Polnareff to drive, and by that I mean he throws the car keys into Polnareff's hair, <laughs> which uh, answers questions about the texture of his hair. In case you were curious, exactly. It is. It is thick enough to hold keys like a lawn dart. <laughs> Um, it is, it is fantastic. And I'm fully wondering, like, this is the moment I had the question in my head is how is the Speedwagon Foundation going to make an entire town disappear? You didn't see nothing. Uh, and they drive away and then uh, all of a sudden a car, like headlights turn on and a car starts following them. That's the end of the episode. Yeah, Holy I mean, moly, Matt, that episode was incredible. <laughs> I mean, that car that is totally out of like Stephen King car. Yeah. Stephen King, evil car, evil car shows up. Yeah. Red evil car. Shows it looks up. like it has like vampire teeth almost. Yeah, it's like Trucula. Um, 
It is the bus. Yeah, maybe it is. It is the bu- the killer is the bus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! What an episode! What yeah. a gosh darn episode! This was honestly my favorite of the entire uh, season so far. Hundred um, percent. Uh, Joseph carries the heck out of it. It's like best episode. If we were doing like a top episodes, like. This is definitely the best one. I'm trying to think of other episodes yeah. that I would. It's like Polnareff in the hotel was good. Um, if if we combine, if we combine, do you, would you would you combine part one, part two of em- Emperor and the Hangman? They they flow together way too much, I think, to separate them. Yeah. So this is definitely. I mean, the positive trend of this series continues to move, and this is just and it's, um so good. It it's I don't know how well it speaks to the season though. That the reason that this one is so awesome is that it's old Joseph again, basically. Yeah. Like it's old, very yeah. this felt very much like part two, just with older Joseph. It really does, yeah. And he lives up to everything that we learned to love about him in this episode too. And God, this psychography in the dust, man. It's such a great it is such a great thing where it's like, oh, that power is kind of underwhelming. And it's yeah. like every time he, he found a way to make it like really cool. It's like without – tell me you have an anime with power levels without saying you have an anime with power levels. Like yeah. he jumped in power levels <laughs> drastically with what we learned that psychography can be used for. Well, it's like it, – it's. I feel like his use of psychography has grown now that they're actively in the search. Like – when he was just sitting around in America, he's like, yeah, I can just keep breaking cameras. But now that they're on the move and they can't always have a camera, I feel like that's forced Joseph to be smart in the way that he is. American excess was holding him back. <laughs> the first world has made him soft. <laughs> oh. oh, God, he's too busy thinking about selling houses, man. God, he could use psychography to sell a house. Show me yeah. someone who's perfect to buy this house. Aha! I know exactly where we can find. You're looking for something with a lake view? Hold on. Huh. Right over here. It really starts. This, this power, like, this amazing straight-up divination on command. Seems like it'd be fantastic going forward. Not ever used again, perhaps. Yeah. But... Perhaps, yeah. Perhaps this, this amazing dust power will not work that way. But, boy... Why doesn't he use it to find every stand user at this point? Like, oh, there's a stand attacking us. Psychography. There's the user. Maybe the stands can block. Is remember they can't really get a good shot of Dio, and maybe that's interference from Dio's stand. Maybe it has trouble finding stand users, or well, I feel like that was more specific to Dio though, just because Dio is Dio. Well, Dio has a an equal. He has like a red yeah. stand. He has a red vine. A red hierophant? He's not hierophant. A uh, red I'm... hermit. Never gonna remember. Yeah, like a red hermit. Is that what this is called? It's just called Jonathan Stand. In all honesty, okay. it's never named. It's just referred to as Jonathan Stand. He only had room in his heart for one tarot card. Exactly. The world. <laughs> um, but boy, boy, that's a great episode. A lot of lot of people thinking on their feet. Uh, the Empress framing him for murder is Chef's kiss. I don't know how else to describe that. It was it was beautiful, and I he's a man on the run now. Yeah, he is banned from India. He officially awesome. can't stay in India. You might have Interpol on him for that. I love that fact where he's like, he is like they're not addressing it fully, but he is going to have to disappear that issue at some point, like for international travel or whatnot. 
how big the bribe will be. Wanted for murder in India. Joseph Joestar. God, what an episode. Oh, yeah, the you... map at the beginning of the next episode. It was Calcutta where they... Uh... Okay, so it was Calcutta. Yeah, Alrighty. but they went from Calcutta to the name of the... to Varanasi and then... So I guess uh, if we're looking at that map, let's jump into it. Episode 13, Wheel of Fortune. Uh, the, the gang is driving to Pakistan. And it's really funny as they're as they're on their way into Pakistan, they all kind of like lament India. They're like, oh, I'm kind of going to miss it. Like even Joseph's like, I kind of miss the hustle and bustle of Calcutta. Um, and uh, we have a kind of like bittersweet moment where Paul Naraf says that he will return to give Abdul a proper grave at some point. And I, I, it's a good moment. Everyone else seems weirdly quiet when he says that. Is it yeah. just me? Well, I... The Jos the Josephs seem weird about it, and Kekoyan looks sad. Okay. So there was definitely like a kind of look, like it, it was it was suspicious. In a way where I feel like, like I like there are times when I think the animation has let us down. I feel like they wanted the Josephs to look suspicious. It's not like when like um, they were about to get on strength and they were on that that boat. And Joseph was like, Jotaro, why do you look so concerned? And Jotaro just looked like he was like half asleep. Like, I think this was on purpose. He's got resting concerned face. Yeah, he's always concerned. He's a student. He's thinking about exams. <laughs> he's missed several of them at this point. Yeah, it's like Persona. He's like looking at his events calendar being like, well, missed that one, missed that one, missed that one. Oh, man, Persona had a lot of stress involved that I'm not missing <laughs> right now. Uh, let me see here. Uh, so they're driving that car from the previous episode has somehow gotten in front of them. Uh, it is uh, slowing them down. <laughs> so uh, Paul Naraf kind of like gets angry and he drives kind of like a jerk. He kicks pebbles. Like he, he, he basically speeds up and passes them and that causes pebbles to hit the car. And we have this great moment where Joe's like, did you knock pebbles into them? And Paul Naraf's like, why do you mind? He's like, I'm a wanted man. We got to lay low. Oh, uh, this don't work. I can't comment on that because that's just perfect. <laughs> Look, I'm wanted by the law. Stop, stop drawing attention. Hey, hey, we're we're laying it low. Some of us are are hiding from the police. <laughs> Some people, <laughs> someone in this car, and let's not name names, is running from the law. <laughs> Polnareff. <laughs> oh goodness gracious. Um, but yeah, so they're running from the law. Polnareff, uh, then slams on the brakes, and it, at first it's like, oh geez. What kind of terror? I thought the car had somehow magically gotten in front of them again and he had freaked out. But instead, Anne's back. Yay! Anne, Anne is I, back. I, I totally vote nice girl. I totally vote Anne as my favorite child sidekick right now. She is so she is worlds above Smokey and Poco. She is better than Poco and Smokey combined. She is Smokey Brown, future governor of Georgia. Yeah. I mean, I guess we don't. She's not a governor, but wait, no. was he a? No, he was a mayor. No, I thought he was mayor. I remember it didn't add up. Like he was a mayor uh -huh. in Georgia. Like I remember uh, Smokey, Smokey Brown, JoJo Extraordinaire. Yeah. Remember, I think I even said in the recap, I'm like, I don't think Japan knows our our uh, how our our government roles are. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember what it was. But you know, he eventually becomes something, Smokey. but. He it was important enough. Like it was kind of impressive, but it wasn't Anne. Uh, he was, he would later become the first African American mayor of his hometown in the state of Georgia. Okay. I think that the, I think 
my issue is in the wiki they've added in the town. I think he's they refer to him as a mayor of Georgia. Well, I mean that that's I guess that kind of works as well. That's that's technically an accurate statement, Mister Mayor, Mister Mayor. But anyway, Anne could easily become um, a mayor herself or a senator. Knife girl cool. knows how to do it. Yeah, if the she's never brought that knife out again, has she? I missed that, that knife. She should really bring out. that knife back. Although her thing out of the fights has been her behoof. Yeah. Well, I mean, now that I think about it, she hasn't had the knife since they started calling her Anne. Like they named dropped, her and they took away yeah. her power. I feel like they, she dropped that knife before then, but I, I felt happy to see her back again. Although this episode brings up a lot of yikes statements from her too. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> her 54 year old self. Yeah. She's saying yeah. these things. Exactly. Um, and then uh, other car, uh, it, it, the camera looks at other car now that Anna's rejoined the team and uh, it seems super ominous and seems super obvious that that car is a stand. And we hit the intro, which I... It, that intro slaps so hard. I don't know why we didn't like that intro like we 13 in, episodes ago. We were in shock. I guess we were um, in shock. I am so down for that intro. And to be fair, though, like the previous two intros we had, too, were just... Oh, yeah, they were good. bangers, yeah. Like, they, they were amazing, and, you know... Jotaro hadn't won us over with any love yet. That's a good point. I guess the idea of that, yeah, you're you're totally right. It's like it wasn't that we thought it was bad. Um, we just didn't associate it with anything really that we liked yet. Yeah, it's like yeah, 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 yeah. We weren't ready to say goodbye. Yeah, that's fair. That's probably yeah. that's, that's probably fair. It was it was casting shade on our objectivity. Yeah, there we go. I like I like that thought. But yeah, that's a great intro. It's a really good intro. Everyone, everyone should be like, yeah. Um, <laughs> I forgot about this. My notes literally say, "Oh God, they're really leaning to the fact that Anne may in fact be young, <laughs> very young." Um, which I I'm gonna say is a translation error. They say something about the fact that she may be old enough to wear a bra at some point and date people. What she's really talking about is how um, uh, her granddaughter will at some point be young <laughs> enough. We must have missed that. They left a word out. They left a word out because she is definitely. <laughs> we're not. This is, none of those previous episodes were as bad as they seemed. That. All of this just makes me so bummed about strength. Um. Yeah. Oh wait. Pause. Hold on, Nina. Okay. So did Whole Horse know there was a lady inside of Nina? Oh yes, yes. You are yeah, totally wait. right because yeah. I had that problem too. Yeah. So did wait a minute. Did Hole know that he was working with one of the other Dio assassins? Did she trick him? I think she did because he freaked the F out when he found out that uh, Hanged Man was gone. Yeah. And he was going to run to find another stand user to team up with. But there was one right there. He was just looking for an elephant. He didn't know it was a stand user. So that means she was playing him, but what was she... That's to what question. end? What if she wasn't playing him? Like her love was legitimate, because I can't oh, see she any. Was... Oh. I can't see any end game that she would have gotten out of manipulating Whole Horse, unless she wanted him to like. Then why defend him? Like I don't. She could have let Whole Horse die right there and taken advantage of their confusion or something. Yeah, I don't know. Like I don't. My guess would have to be that her feelings for Whole were legitimate. 
Like, did they just put that play on to fuck but with I, Jay Guile? I think she, no, I think she fooled. <laughs> I think she did not tell. Like, I think she fooled whole horse into thinking she was a normal person. That seemed too sincere and heartfelt from Hole's point of perspective. But I think her emotions were still real. Which yeah. Still which still also doesn't make sense. I don't know. I'm an idiot. I, I don't. I can't I, piece that together. There's. It, it doesn't make any sense. Um. Okay. I, I hate to, to look at um the wiki, but here's the line from the wiki. Uh, she and Whole Horse are shown to be lovers, and their tarot cards do represent Emperor and Empress. However, it is unknown if Whole Horse knew about her true appearance. Okay, so, you know, every we already have all the information we're going to have. So this is all we're ever going to know. They were the Emperor and the Empress. Does that mean there's a tiny old man inside of Whole Horse? It's his gun. They're, they're catfishing each other. Yeah. God. Yeah, okay. That That was like... That was the thing that broke my brain is I guess I couldn't let go of the fact that maybe whole horse didn't know, or did he know what did whole whole horse know, man? How much did he know? How much did whole horse know about this? I, th there needs to, uh, it breaks my brain. My brain, my brain is broken. Yeah. Like he didn't circle around or try and snipe Joseph when he got Empress on him. So yeah, he's gone. I think he was mostly in the dark. I think he was mostly in the dark. Because he left her with them. Right. Okay, yeah. Whatever. I'm gonna... Maybe she was using... Oh, well, she was using Palmer. Maybe she just liked using dudes and just didn't care. Palmer... Whole horse was a means to an end. Oh, man. I just do not understand. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing either. Sorry, that just broke my brain, and it, it, it took forever for like the have like that like old like fifty six k modem dial up sound for my brain finally remembered to talk about that. Anyway, we're back in the car. Anne admits that she was lying about meeting her dad or whatever, um, and then Evil Car is there, uh, and is is like honking at him. So they let Evil Car pass, and then in a move maybe some of us have done in real life. It immediately slows down in front of them. <laughs> like real road rage style. Man, I hope I don't know anyone who's done that in real life. I don't think I would ever actually do that's, that, but I've thought pretty... about doing that. Man, oh, I forgot there's like a big beefy bulky arm motion them too when it stuck out the side there. Oh yeah, I forgot about beef arm. It's got a big old beef arm. That arm is so beefy. <laughs> it's it's like muscle on veins on sinew. It is an insane looking arm beefcake yeah beefcake um and good guy good boy best boy Kekoin, uh points out that this guy may be screwing with them because polnareff was rude earlier <laughs> um fair point too because yeah i like these past two episodes really reminder that polnareff is really kind of a jerk <laughs> <laughs> he casts a lot of shade <laughs> he's not as bad as fake polnareff but I do like the idea I couldn't find JoJo, so I went sunbathing in my school uniform. <laughs> oh, Polnareff. I mean, oh, oh, Kekyoin. Yeah, how much did you? How much of that past sentence were you confusing the two? I was flipping the two entirely. Yeah, Polnareff's kind of a jerk. My apologies. Yeah. Kekyoin is great. My brain just totally... Man, that's going to sound terrible in the podcast. I'm keeping it in so people <laughs> know that I am a mess. 
anyway that's fair because this episode your mind was being blown by the the 40 chess going on between empress and emperor yeah empress is just completely destroyed like mental break it's a status effect it is just completely i i do not know up is down left is right yeah polnareff's a bit of a jerk but like he's a he's an idiot too so when he's in the idiot part of him does make him a bit likable feel like later in this episode he almost gets referenced to directly as a brainless meathead even though they're not talking about him yeah <laughs> uh but yeah let's let's so oh man yeah this next scene is great yeah uh they they the car then beef beef farm beef farm comes back out <laughs> beefcake beef farm uh, and lets them pass and when they pass a uh just a truck shows up out of nowhere like an 18 wheeler like a semi and uh, Jotaro has to use Star Platinum super quickly uh, to save all of their lives. Like he 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 has Star Platinum go and punch the front of the truck so that their uh, their car like flips over and lands on the ground and none of them die. <laughs> um, I love this. I love this scene. Uh, this oh man, we got a building for Joe for Jotaro coming up. Jotaro like looks at the mic camera and goes like, "Excuse me." I've got some brownie points to earn. He immediately comments that he's like, all right, I think that car is a stand user or an asshole. <laughs> That's the line. He's like, that guy's either an asshole or a stand user. Uh, one of the two. Heck, you the one who said that, right? I thought Jotaro. I thought that was Jotaro. Am I wrong? I don't know. I'm running through. We're playing the tape right now. Um, because what I remember from. Well, they have a debate afterwards with like that oh, after yeah. Jotaro says that the team then has like an open forum debate and like Kekcoin and then they, they have it's almost like the debate with Polnareff and Kekcoin from last episode where like does this any it really matter we need to do and Joseph's like who cares we got to get across the border I am a wanted man <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a wanted man and a real estate agent we gotta go. And then I best boy Kakyoin's like, well, what should we do about that truck? He looks pretty messed up. And Jotaro's like, leave him. And Anne thinks that's <laughs> the hottest thing in the world. Oh, uh, that there's a lot of things to say about that one line right there. Is that for, <laughs> <laughs> just Jotaro reminding us that he's also kind of an asshole. Because he, he feels embarrassed by it too. He's he's definitely that kind of hit and run scaredy cat almost. Yeah. He's, he's like his eyes get dark and shadowy, like he's lifting his cap over his head to hide himself. It's like, uh, you, you just, you never, none of y'all saw that. Let's go. Let's go. That didn't happen. It's yeah, almost here. like a bit out of Cromartie high. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a great moment. He's like, let's just leave him. And Anne is like, oh my God. God yeah. I'm going to be honest. Best sidekick. Anne took a hit right there for that. Oh, really? She's falling, like... on the, she's falling on the Jojo, then the Jodoro train. I never liked that Jodoro train. Well, I, from day one, have thought they're going to get married. So this episode just wanted me to go like, ha I'm a genius. But you don't want to be right. I don't want to be right, but I'm also awarding myself the Santana Award of Genius. <laughs> oh, you can't be Santana levels of genius. Oh, my God. It's so, I, yet again, she, she, she finds his rudeness attractive. Speedwagon hasn't gone to the top of a mountaintop to proclaim your geniusness. Uh, not yet. I'm, I've been sending Speedwagon letters. I'm waiting to hear back. He's been dead since 1962. <laughs> or 78. I think he's been dead since 78. God, do I actually remember Speedwagon's death? That would be hilarious. 
that would be because I, I certainly don't remember the year. I own an Ario Speedwagon. I, I own a shirt, a, a Speedwagon shirt. I love oh, Speedwagon. Uh, oh, no, he died in the 50s. Oh, wow. How old was he at that point? He was, uh, maybe that's what confused me. I think he died in his 80s and he died in 1952. Okay. He died of a heart attack alone in 1952. Uh, there we go. Speedwagon died in 1952 of a heart attack at the age of 89. Man, rip Speedwagon. Rip Speedwagon. Hey, he lived a full life. <laughs> Once again, part three is where we are. Yes. Oh, God. Look at us. God darn it. I'm like, man, these episodes are so great. We won't have to lead on to us going back to the other JoJo's. <laughs> it keeps happening. We didn't. We went to Speedwagon. And he we is went to Speedwagon. He is forever. Exactly. He is the foundation which upon all of our love is built. I feel like the, he, there's an enemy stand that keeps making me think of the old shows over and over again. Got to find the stand user that keeps pulling us back, Matt. <laughs> uh, where are we? Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. Anne thinks it's hot. Uh, Evil Car. We cut to Evil Car, who... Uh, wrecks a road sign that at first I thought the point of this was to make them go to Syria instead of Pakistan, but that doesn't add up with the rest of the episode. Yeah. Very, very, very Looney Tunesy plot almost. Yeah. This gets super Looney Tunes. Like he hits, he hits a road sign to cause it to spin around. Uh, however, part of the sign is backwards. So you'd think the team would notice, but Paul Naraf is driving. So they're screwed. <laughs> That's probably why. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we'll get into maybe one of my favorite Kekuin lines of all time later in the episode when we get there. Uh, but yeah, the team basically ends up at a shady bar because they've gone the wrong way. And um, they, they're they at a shady bar. They want to get a drink. And I made a note that I like it bothers me how much like a kid and runs into this bar. Oh, yeah, kind of. Like she's like flailing her arms, which is just really off-putting for a 45-year-old woman. I know. <laughs> 54. Have such a skip. You accept your numbers. She's 54, man. She ain't, she I mean, she's no, 54. She's not as she's not she's not a babe. She's not a baby 45 year old anymore, Pat. Oh yeah, I forgot, man. The life goes by so quick. <laughs> oh my God, why did they? That oh strength. Ugh. It's not just really, like strength I, was the worst one by far, but it's not just yeah. strength. Like they, they've done things with Anne every now and then that are just come on. Yeah. They, they they they're having their cake and eating it too so to speak on like i don't understand what angle they're trying to take with her and it's 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 just so god it just frustrates me anyway that's such a short moment we're not going to dwell on this because uh i think joseph orders some bamboo juice or something uh sugar cane oh sugar cane i'm a doofus i mean I think he even says it, doesn't he? I missed what he said. But I was. Why would it be? Why wouldn't it be sugar? I don't know. I thought it looked like bamboo. I reached for my drink and I didn't read the subtitle and I got confused. Why did I read bamboo juice? Are you okay? I don't know. I did work today. I did do what is okay. But say maybe he needs a rest or some medicine or something. Oh God, I did do I, I, I did do a three hour live broadcast today. Uh, um, you, you, you I did put on a frazzled. show. You went into this frazzled, okay? I went into this a little frazzled. I uh, I've I've had my own adventure. All right, that's good. Um, I'm starting to get a little worried about you. 
oh no 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 yeah i'm just tired but i still wanted to do jojo and i i don't regret it and i hope that me sounding like a manic idiot that now says bamboo juice <laughs> can you juice bamboo i'm gonna google it i'm this off the entire internet at my finger is there safe search will you need safe search for bamboo juice i really what do you think would come up I have no idea. I just am worried it wouldn't be safe. There's a company called Bamboo Juice. It's a subscription service. Yeah, but it's I don't know that it doesn't look like they sell juice from a bamboo, just to be sure. Yeah, I guess so. None of it comes from bamboo. Can you drink bamboo juice? <laughs> uh pasteurization, the process of heating raw ingredients, print spoilage, bamboo's raw juices ensure all the ingredients are in the most natural state. It seems like it could be how six reasons you should be drinking bamboo juice. Maybe you can juice bamboo. Oh man, we should be we should be juicing some bamboo. Uh, that looks like it's a brand name again, though. You can get uh, I can get uh, on a on a website. I can buy uh, bamboo juice, which I don't know if is actually bamboo juice or bamboo branded juice. It's definitely the brand, but there might also still be juice from a bamboo. I can't rule that out. None of the site is in English. <laughs> Get a tall glass of bamboo juice and walk some JoJo, Matt. You know, you might not be too wrong because they do, according to this, a drink of bamboo juice is blended with sugar cane. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, bamboo is a self a species of sugar cane. Is, is there a chance that we should i'm i'm going to buy a shirt to say bamboo juice uh, other, other way around sugarcane is a is sugarcane is a uh is a bamboo is a species of bamboo mm. so we're not you're not too wrong you're not too cuz it does look like bamboo because it is a bamboo i guess yeah is the way to phrase that <laughs> i just like bamboo juice is fun to say it is kind of fun to say bamboo juice bamboo juice this guy needs a nice tall glass of bamboo juice. Anyway, when Joseph picks up his bamboo juice, he notices Evil Car in the reflection of the glass, and they freak out because Evil Car is parked, and uh, no one is in Evil Car. At least what they can tell. They has, they has no one they suggested that the car might be a stand yet. Has that really not crossed anyone's mm. mind? Nope. Well, they had the debate whether the car is a stand. But they don't know, like, maybe they don't know yet. They have not had the full debate of, is it the car or the driver? They assume, well, they've seen beefcake arm. So they look for beefcake arm. And instead of checking to see that all of these people have normal sized arms. Well, you know, it's not like any of them has spent almost half of their lifetime just looking at arms and has perhaps cultured an eye. <laughs> For discovering the, an arm of someone who's looking for. <laughs> yeah, Paul Nareff doesn't help with this. But uh, it is incredible. They decide... Well, Kekuin does not agree with this plan. But Kekuin the gang... Best boy. <laughs> best boy Kekuin takes a step back as both of the JoJo's and Paul Nareff just start wailing on everybody. They're like, well, if we can't figure out who the driver is, let's just kick the crap out of everyone. Whose idea was it? I think Paul Nareff started it. No, I think it's uh, jo Jotaro. He's like, Jotaro's we're going to have okay. some innocent bystanders. I wrote in my notes, oh, the JoJo's. Oh, yeah. And then in exclamation, I was like, oh, Paul Nareff got in there too. <laughs> it's like, yeah, the, the, the Joe stars had no qualms about beating up innocent people. Well, I didn't think Joseph was going to have any problem with doing that at all. 
I, I was a little disappointed by Joseph. He always seemed a bit a bit more kind at heart than that. I that fits in his logic where he's like, Well, if we can't figure out who it is, you gotta get everybody. Sorry. Yeah, there's that. This is the closest we've seen to Jotaro and Joseph bonding, I feel. Yeah, I had that feeling too. It was like it was definitely a grandpa and grandson kind of thing they were doing. Beating up a bar near dwells. Polner F jumps in. Yeah. Look at that part of this family. Stop making this not cool, Paul Nareff. <laughs> it was cool. This was cool till you got in, buddy. Ah. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then Cat going, only voice of reason going, guys, no, wait. Wait, there's other ways we could be doing this. Uh, fortunately, Evil Car drives away and they realize um, <laughs> they realize that they've been bamboozled because they see muscle beefcake arm sticking out of the car at this point in my notes i wrote is there anything is that arm attached to anything it's like it's like the arm like just this like apparition you had that thought too i i I assume there was like some kind of disgusting like exposed meat inside there yeah the whole thing was like a creature and it could just stick out a fake arm like the arm was growing out of the seat or something yeah yeah almost like like some kind of mutant um anglerfish thing where it just kind of dangles out a real human body part, and then it's actually part of a bigger creature. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. I totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I want to take special mention of the uh, the scene where they all w- were suddenly terrified that they got duped. And it's just this real big close-up of our remaining four boys, and Anne looks so out of place. Yeah, she does. <laughs> She's like a good three feet shorter than everyone around her. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just these big, scary, beefy men. And Anne just watching. I wish she had pulled out her knife and been threatening too. Uh, why is she traveling with them again? No, she's, she's obsessed she's the, with JoJo now. They're the only people she knows in India. <laughs> like she had the revelation like three or four episodes ago. I was like, wait a minute, sticking with these guys is probably trouble. Let's. Well, that was until she watched Jotaro take care of Fake Kekyoin. I think Yellow Temperance was a turning point for her. It, yeah, it must have been. She still well, she them. did also call them an idiot during that because it's like, that must be a fake cat coin. She's like, that's what I've been telling you guys. <laughs> you, I feel like yeah. it's like Galaxy Quest. Like, Anne is the one that's constantly going, do you guys even watch this show? <laughs> she's, she's easily the brains of this operation. Just no one listens to her. Oh, my God. She's so great. Um, and we get ourselves a car chase, Matt. They're 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 chasing evil car. Everyone I mean, got back in the car. It's no zombie chariot, but yeah, uh, yeah, it is no zombie chariot. We also have a great moment where we get a reaction shot of all the people who were semi beaten, just watching them all drive away without an apology. <laughs> just drive away, pretend this never happened. Yeah, it's like, all right, I guess they were there. Over that again, it's like I remember. not getting wanted here too. Uh, they drive off. Uh, and they they drive pat they they follow evil car who is taking them to a road that is closed. It reveals that one of the things he was when he when he rammed into that road sign he was knocking off a sign that said road closed. Immediately, immediately, best boy Kekyoin is checking a map and is like, "Hey, we shouldn't be going parallel to the tracks right now. This doesn't seem right at all. Isn't that great?" <laughs> well, that's his power. He's he's the tourist. So yeah. He- it's the power of looking at a map. 
It's like everyone else is like so caught up with this thing. He's like, hey, wait a minute. This doesn't add up if we all look at the map. Like he's immediately, I guess because they're leaving a place they're not familiar with, he pulled out the map. But like him second guessing front seat driving Polnareff, I think it's really funny. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I'm with you. But yeah, Kakyoin, Kak, best boy Kakyoin. Best, best boy Kakyoin. Um, <laughs> Second uh, they, best boy Polnareff. Yeah, exactly. So they, they he's driving and they're going after and um they realize the one it's a trap that they have basically driven to like where a rope bridge is. And um they kind of have to like stop uh so to speak <laughs> and like kind of land up on an on a ledge and then enemy car shows up and tries to push them off a ledge. It's like they couldn't see it. Like, there's no car. And all of a sudden, the car is behind them, and it starts pushing them. And holy moly. <laughs> Give this man a medal. Polnareff tries to get out of the car before everybody else. He was, he knew what to do, though. Everyone should have gotten the hell out of that car the moment it got on that cliff. I have no like, idea. I don't why know they why they all weren't abandoning ship immediately. And how quickly they turn on him, too. They're like, the driver shouldn't get out before anyone else. And he's like, oh, my bad. And then they fall off the side of a cliff. Yeah. It's like, good job, Polnareff. Good Driving job killing all cliff. of us. <laughs> uh, Kakoin is real quick on the on the, on the the draw, and he summons Green Hierophant. And we have, God, this is cool. Uh, Joseph's like, don't do it, Kakoin. Hierophant Green will be torn in half. And Kakoin's like, I'm not stupid. And it turns out he had grabbed like a a um the a tow hook. Or the yeah. Yeah. The winch off the back of the car and attached it to the enemy stand uh car. Which is great. That's it super smart. Why did that car have a winch? I have no idea. Is that a, well, it was kind of like feature? a it looked like a utility vehicle. I bet if we go back, it was there the whole time. Probably, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um but it's really, really cool. And then we have a great moment where uh, Jotaro references like how sumo wrestling works and then uses Star Platinum to, oh man, this is like so cool. He like yanks it and then it knocks the enemy off the ledge and puts them back on the spot. <laughs> and <laughs> Best Boy Catcoin is like, I watch sumo too, Jojo. And you have to remember that you can't punch your opponent in sumo. And Jotaro just smiles, and I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> it was a great moment between the two, I guess, the only Japanese people here, aren't they? The students. Yeah, yeah. the two Japanese students. Oh, my God, yeah, they are the only two Japanese people. So we have no idea what, what or who Anne is. Well, they were going to send her back to uh, Hong Kong, to Singapore, weren't they? Or Hong Kong? He said he was going to send her back to Hong Kong. So is okay. Anne Chinese, maybe? She doesn't. I wouldn't have thought so. She doesn't look oh, like Wang Chung, so who knows? Yeah, you, you know, but maybe Iraqi evolved in the time between. I don't know. She's the granddaughter. She's the great great granddaughter of Wang Chung. Plot twist. Plot twist. She's here to avenge her great great grandfather. You, your your grandfather blew off my your great great grandfather blew off my great great grandfather's head and made him gum up gears on a boat. I'm here to get both the Joe Stars. And the, uh, what was Dio's last name? Brando. Brando, there we go. And the Brando bloodline, all at once. I'm here to get them all. Ha 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 ha. We, I'm, 
I would like to make a guess, and I bet I'm right that we're the only people that have ever joked about Anne being the great great <laughs> descendant of Wang Chung. I wouldn't put money on it, but yeah, I feels <laughs> I <be> pretty. <laughs> I'd be, be a little surprised. <laughs> Oh man, but it's an awesome scene. I loved um, them flipping cars. I think is real cool. It was um, cool. The animation looked cool. It Jotaro is really cool in this episode. This yeah, this is when I think I'm really starting to like Jotaro. Um, he started to vouch for himself in Yellow Temperance. Like he wasn't. He was finally part of a fight. He did cool things. This is the one where he's starting to, I think, finally earn JoJo status. Yeah, he's definitely like he's like the closer in this kind of way. Like people are setting stuff up, and he's the close. And he seems cool in this. Yeah. Uh, um, we have a great moment where because the enemy car is at the bottom of the cliff on fire, Joseph goes like, "I guess he was just an asshole and not a stand because it's burning to death." Um, and, uh, this is totally pun unintended, but do you please, <laughs> I know I'm, I'm, I'm not a coward. I'm going to intend my puns um, <laughs> with what's about to happen. Do you get a bit of a cars vibe? Did, did you flashback to cars? <laughs> Cause he did. Like, oh yeah. Well, he wasn't dressed as a crab though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Still. Yeah. It felt very Cars-ish for a moment. Oh, my goodness. I should have... Yeah, my note doesn't say Cars, but it should. Um, I think it's really funny. Anne does mention that everything seems super weird. <laughs> Just reinforcing the fact that she's smart. Just want to throw that out there. see most of this, I guess. Yeah, well, I guess she saw that thing on fire. It must not be a stand, huh? Wait, does it look like the car at the end of the episode the whole time to her? God, no, it can't. <laughs> it can't, right? I don't know. Anyway, the car's at the bottom of the cliff. We yeah, it's on fire. Whatever. Yeah. Way past. Anyway, anyway, uh, and then the um, they all think it's over, but then the enemy starts talking through their car radio. And they're all like, this doesn't make any sense. What's going on? What's even happening? And then... For the first time ever, Jotaro looks at Anne and says, hey, I too have read the manga and watched the show. And he goes, remember how strength was a boat? Maybe this car is a stand. <laughs> yeah, the genius moment here. <laughs> He's like, hear me out. Remember how we've already fought a vehicle that was a stand? What if that's happening again? Um, and the enemy stand user uh, immediately agrees and reveals the name of his stand as Wheel of Fortune. Uh, Wheel of Fortune does does it car style and then just bursts out of the ground from underneath their car. And it looks more monstrous than ever now. Like it, it like mutates it, and yeah. It dug through the ground like the car. Yeah. Like I, I don't think you can overstate that oh that i guess are say this it doesn't through the ground it doesn't have arms it doesn't have a drill the car just erupts out of the ground as a car like beep beep motherfucker yeah here i am beep 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 <laughs> and i like i had strong flashbacks to the volcano with cars when he where he popped out of the ground after after uh, joseph thought he won oh my goodness <laughs> it was just so so goofy 
then it's, like, yeah, then it's the anime transformation with the pincers and the yeah henshin everywhere. Yeah, it, it it gets like spikes and mandibles and and it's crazy. But I'm really glad that you pressed pause in this conversation to remind me that before it took on a monstrous form, the just burnt up, beat up car erupted out of the ground. Oh, it's. I'm sorry, just there's something that I found re- so simultaneously ridiculous and awesome that the car just burrowed <laughs> through the ground. Like, that's not what, it, you know? It's, oh, it's so stupid. It's so stupid and it's so awesome and it's so funny. Like, we gave, we gave the, the, the person cars a pass. Yeah. Because he, like, at least had something to dig with, I guess. Yeah, he became a crab man. He was a pillarman. You know, they, they move through physical objects this is a physical car all yeah. i did was drive <laughs> put it in reverse and drove up there <laughs> how did you do that i did it one wheel at a time it's god i love this show four wheels at a time it's four yeah. wheel drive man four wheels yeah oh yeah that's right well paul and they had four wheel drive yeah they did yeah paul, paul and i really like that yeah yeah four wheel drive who knows if this wheel of fortune has four wheel drive um anyway it's turned into a monster and jotaro is like well let's see how strong it is i'm gonna punch it (laughs) and which is great he's like i'm gonna punch it because that's my thing and joseph is like jotaro have you forgotten about watching the show we don't know the rules of this fight yet (laughs) and the moment he brings up the fact that you need to remember to learn the rules of the fight uh jotaro like explodes into blood for some reason it looks like he's been shot Looks no, you're right. It looked more like he exploded, not that he got shot. That's the weird part. Yeah, like he did um, get shot. Like that's what happens. Just it is. It is. It is crazy. Yeah, it does look like he gets shot, and everyone's like, "Oh no, look out!" And then uh, Wheel of Fortune does it again, and Polnareff and Ketcoin jump forward to get shot up as well. <laughs> um, and then the team. I mean, it kind of looks like he's, like, flinging sparkles at them. Yeah. that's the best way to describe this. Like, sparkles come their way, and um, they realize that they can't fight it yet because they don't understand it. So they're in a canyon, and they notice there's, like, a a skinny opening in the canyon that they try to crawl through, and they're kind of able to escape. Um, And they they, they go through there. We get a great... um, <laughs> they don't have to outrun the car. They just got to outrun Anne. Yeah, exactly. Well, we also get a good thing where like they're just like um they're like we 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 uh we've escaped him. We're on the other side of this like nook and the car is like you guys stupid. I I could dig through the ground itself. But this time it uses mandibles and claws and starts digging through and we get a great like oh no from Joseph as it starts happening. Uh and they all start running and then Anne falls to the ground. And she pity parties real quickly. But I think it's... Uh, how did you read... I thought this was funny. I don't know if you thought this was funny. I found this... I, I think this was um, humorous. I think it was intended to be, and I think it came off. I think it succeeded. Yeah, because she's like... Say. She's like, oh, God, I'm all alone in life. I ran away from home, and that's why I'm going to die on the ground. I'm God. just a runaway, and there's no one for me, and everyone's gone. And ah, it's... <laughs> So we, we, we get confirmation that she... Um... Honestly, it felt a little... felt very close to home 
the way my own daughter will, will do things like say, oh, you can't do that right now. So she goes, nobody loves me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. Um, but yeah, she she definitely. But we do uh, plot wise, we learn that she is 100 percent a runaway. That yep. that her that her dad was never waiting for, her, and we have confirmed that she is indeed a runaway. We got a bit of an exposition drop, so we finally know who Anna is. Yep, and uh, we get a great thing where uh, Jotaro then grabs her and pulls her up because they weren't running; they were climbing. That's why she couldn't find any of them. <laughs> and I think she pronounces her love for him, which yet again, yeah, it was super... I am the Santana of figuring oh. out JoJo relationships. I don't. This is, I don't like it though. It's it's not even a good scene because she's you know she's in her like very childlike overalls and Jotaro picks her up, by the picks her up like by the, like the, the back of her shirt, so you can t- clearly see once again that fifty four year old Anne. Well, I mean, this, well, she's got the osteoporosis, Matt. She's starting uh, to shrink. <laughs> she's like a third the size of Jotaro, and he's a high school student. Let's not forget that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man um but yeah i guess without dwelling too much of the ant stuff uh they climb up the hill which is funny and i'm glad that they then like the next segment of this episode is just wheel of fortune talking non-stop mess like he's down <laughs> at the bottom of the canyon and he's just yeah. yelling up there like i'm gonna kill all of you dumb idiots you're all dumb <laughs> Which I, I I love Wheel of Wheel of Fortune grew on me by the end of this episode. I loved how much that car that car beefy arm man talks smack. Um, but yeah, I mean, did you enjoy this smack talking session? I enjoyed it much more when Jero starts doing it in just a second. Jero uh, takes he takes command, man. Like he he steps in like a boss hey, at the part yeah. of the episode, and it's he's like I said, he's starting to earn his his JoJo status here. It's awesome. So here's the deal. So uh, it starts no. climbing up the canyon, canyon, which makes sense. And uh, Jotaro is like, all right, I got him this time. I'm going to punch this car on a soft underbelly. <laughs> which uh, I'm just chuckling at because the idea of a soft underbelly on a car makes me chuckle. Um, <laughs> but when it exposes its soft underbelly, it then yells out, you fools, can't you smell what I've done to you? And they realize that... Um, Wheel of Fortune, one of Wheel of Fortune's many car-based powers, is it's able to shoot gasoline like a bullet. So they actually have, like, either gasoline crystals or just gasoline embedded into their skin. Yeah, that um, seems, yeah. So like just globules of gasoline inside them. Is the way they still describe them. They're just like, it's like, oh, it feels like they're still digging in, so I can't quite tell if like that means that the, the gasoline is active or something like that. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. I know what you mean. Um, <laughs> and then we get, um, I, I think this is cool. So then uh, Wheel of Fortune does what I thought that um, uh, the devil was going to do, where... Uh, Oh no! I thought Devil was yeah. Devil was gonna Devil was gonna electrocute him. Uh, he he basically is going to light Jotaro on fire by using um, an electric cable from the car. He does so, and uh, Jotaro catches a flame. And I think the animation of burning Jotaro looks incredible. I'm calling bullshit on this animation because it is an animation of Jojo burning. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he is, is on fire, hundred percent on fire. Um. 
you, and you see him. You see all of JoJo on fire, and he falls to the ground on fire. On and his knees. Forget that. Wheel of Fortune then says part three is now over. Yes. What? So one more meta reference. I I had to pause. That was incredible. <laughs> he holds a finger up to the sky and goes, I win. Part three is over. Y'all can go home. You're all done here. Part three is done. It's what? How do they How do they even know what's it like? There's no in-universe part that he could be discussing. Did he say the same that like because the, the them being divided up as parts is unique to the anime, right? Like this, they weren't described this way in the manga, were they? Well, technically, they had different eras. No, yeah, because in the manga, this is Stardust Crusaders. You have Battle Tendency, and well, I mean, the first one was later called Phantom Blood, just like Star Wars eventually became a New Hope. But they have different names. But the problem is in the world of JoJo, this doesn't account for George or Holly. Like, this is the sixth JoJo, or the fifth. Well, George and Holly didn't have a part. But yeah, but like, if they're... I, I follow you, just unlike a couple of our characters, apparently Wheel of Fortune's read the manga. I guess so, yeah. But if he works for Dio, Dio would be like, so I killed Jonathan, and then his stupid son worked for one of my zombies and got himself murdered. God damn it, that sells, that sells George II so short. <laughs> Why you do him dirty like that? I don't know. It still doesn't make any sense how that stupid zombie has a job of the British government. Like, um, what else would he say? And then the other one, well, that one saved the world. And then his daughter married a musician. And then, then there's the other one. So I guess this is the fifth. Jojo Jotaro would be the fifth Jojo, technically. If you had to count Holly. But yeah, now this is semantics on top of semantics. What are we even doing? Anyway, uh, boy, 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 boy. Don't even know how to talk about this because if you thought a car erupting out of the ground was hilarious, uh, Jotaro Diglett style just pops out of the ground. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the it's almost like you were, have you ever, you've seen that picture of the Diglets where it shows what the Dig Trio looks like under the ground. Yes, huge 100%. like muscle beef bodies. Yeah, yeah, it's like if one of them erupted and it was JoJo. Yep, 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 yep. Um, yeah, I don't even know how to describe it. It looks ridiculous. His arm bursts out of the ground and he he climbs out there. He's and fine. He's fine. He's I'm literally singed. fine. Nothing on him is even slightly singed. Like he's more dirty from the dirt than he is the fire. Here's a question. Has anyone actually been hurt by fire in this season? Not really. Remember, Paul Naraf was on fire long enough to debate throwing a knife at Avdol and not throwing that knife. And then he did, like, and then, you know, snap from Avdol and he's fine. Maybe fire isn't that bad in the JoJo universe. Maybe, because we, like, literally, one of our main characters' whole deal was controlling fire as a weapon. Has he burned anyone alive? Did he? Has anyone been hurt by fire? I'm having a hard time remembering. Yeah, fire really seems kind of crap. They nerfed fire in JoJo. It's like in Final Fantasy VII, no one takes fall damage. In this, no one takes fire damage. Yeah, it's like, oh, they patched it wrong. Like in Final Fantasy VI, where the blind effect doesn't work. So you can just have sunglasses all the time. 
You're joking. There's no way I would have forgotten something like that. No, the blind effect doesn't... The, it works on the enemies, but not your characters. So if you're ever blinded, you still always hit. So some I people am. do uh, sunglass percentage for Final Fantasy VI, where they always just blind themselves, so everyone's wearing oh sunglasses. Oh my... How did I never know that? I saw that at a GDQ. I gotta dig out my SNES now. There we go. Always a reason, too. Uh, Bum-bum-bum-bum. But yeah, Jotaro, it, whatever. He... He was not lit on fire, and he's like, yeah, rip my jacket, though. And it's like, what? So apparently, his jacket is what caught fire, and it's such a neat jacket that it fell to the ground and looked like him. You know, I, on his knee, like, like the, the close-up of his face on fire with his eyes basically exploding with light. Yeah. His jacket is so loyal that it took the form of all of Jotaro. Like, I was expecting, like, he was going to use his stand to explain how he faked it somehow. Yeah. No. No, that wasn't it. Unnecessary. <laughs> I don't even think he used uh, Star Platinum to dig. I think that was pure JoJo muscle. <laughs> <laughs> Moving through what does not look like soft soil at all. That's like rocky no. dirt. <laughs> it was rocky. This is some rock, uh, rock stuff. But whatever. It's, it's stupid in just the right way. And... He then gives a speech about the roads and how, like, the roads are made and all this kind of stuff, which is a prelude to him punching Wheel of Fortune so hard that he punches the driver out of the car and then claims the, like, dirt path made by the driver's body going across the ground as a road. Which, I think that's, you know, that was just sure. math. Yeah, and like, sure, JoJo. Whatever you need to make a, a cool quip, whatever. He was thinking about that while he was digging himself up. <laughs> He needed to workshop it a bit more. They're just like, oh man, he used Star Platinum to dig himself down. So here's your here's my question. Did Star Platinum punch him into the earth or did he dig? I'm assuming he dug. I think he just straight up dug. Did like fingers clawing at the ground, pulling him yeah. down. He didn't like, like punch, 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 punch. Yeah. Like uh like it killed Bill, but reverse. Exactly. Where she and like one inch punched style. her way out of that grave into the she shot out like a cannon. Um, we then have the baffling, amazing revelation that the driver of the car only has huge, giant muscle arms, but the rest of his body is tiny. Got like a big pot belly. Yeah, he's got a <laughs> gut, and he's short. <laughs> and his... Super silly-looking character. It is the worst kind of monstrous. Like, kill it with fire. <laughs> make Make fire that hurts people and use it on that guy. Like, um, Guile might have had a step up on him. Yeah, this this is maybe the most pathetic, weird monster. And he, he digs around, and he goes over to Polnareff, and then Polnareff steps on him. And then there is this just incredible bit of scenes where he's like, I was only in the mud for the money. And then they all just <laughs> laugh at him. Even Anne. Yeah, even like, Anne laughs at him. I think it's the end of a Saturday morning cartoon. Like, that's the end joke. They're just like, ha, 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 ha. And, and then Joseph is like, you know what he makes me think of? Uh, like a sheep that's lost its wool. And, and then they cut to like an animation of a sheep losing its wool. And then they all laugh at that too. I need an, ev I need an evolution of JoJo. Because I want this scene of them all laughing together side by side with Pillarman laughing. Side by side with Jonathan and, um, and uh, Zapelli laughing. Yeah. But there is definitely an evolution and believability happening there. <laughs> oh, the Pillarman chuckle. 
<laughs> the Pillarman chuckle. It's almost the same thing. They could almost have a Pillarman speech, too. It's like, you're not the first person to have said you were only in this for the money. Hey, JoJo, what'd you do to the last guy who said that? <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's 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 so bananas. It's so bananas. Uh, but, yeah. And then they uh, they tie him to a rock and then leave a sign that says, like, he's a training priest, so never untie him. So I guess they've just doomed him to starve or, you know, just die in the middle of the desert. Yeah, it seems like the, they may not have killed him, but they just left him to die. There's no way he's getting out of that. Especially if they left a sign that says, please don't untie me. <laughs> it felt very Prometheus-ish. Yeah. Where did they get all the chain? Where did they get all those chains? It's real weird. It's real weird. Uh, Joseph reminds everybody that he really, really, really needs to get out of India. <laughs> Um, even, like the show doesn't make that sound like it's supposed to be a running gag, but <laughs> but it really is a running gag. Where it's like, yeah, guys, yeah. I got to get out of India. <laughs> uh, it is then revealed that the uh, the evil car was in fact a tiny little comically tiny car. It's mute mutated back to being a tiny car. Make any um, sense to you? I have no clue. So his was his stand to mutate a car, or was his stand the yeah. car, and they're still driving away in it? Like what? I think his ability could he can mutate cars. Okay, so he found a pathetic one and turned it into. God, it still doesn't line up very well. I don't understand. Because he was still driving the car. I guess there was no remote control of it. No. He uh, needed yeah. to be in it. Yeah. I, oh, that, also, we got Jonathan. As soon as the car starts, like literally deflate, like a, like a Looney Tune. Yeah, Jonathan and, that, goes, and oh, they really God. start laughing at it. Yeah. English. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, it's another great uh, Joseph saying, "Oh God." Um. Yeah, it's crazy. It's nuts. It's funny. And as they're driving away, Joseph is like, "I'm going to put you on a plane back to Hong Kong, Anne." <laughs> uh. In fairness, she probably shouldn't be hanging out with them. Even though planes have been proven to be the least safe form of transportation. Only if you're with Joseph. I guess so. I guess so. What's what's his record? Three God. for three? He was three for three. That was so good. I've never I've been in three planes, none of them have ever landed. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Just a Joe Star. I don't even champ. know what a plane landing is even like. Oh, that's what that's like. Um, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, and to wrap up the episode, we cut back to uh, the old woman, Any the Hag. And uh, she is sobbing. And uh, it just, like, I can't tell if she's sobbing or she's just alone in her room saying sob, 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 sob. Yeah. Uh, because the subtitles say sob. And I can't, I, I couldn't figure out the logic for that. Um, she then goes like, well, I guess all seven of the mini bosses are dead. God, I didn't even realize we went, we had already burned through all the ones she brought up by now. Same. I, I can't believe it. We're already done with them too, because there's a lot of episodes left. I got to pull up the, in this half of the season too, right? Like I'm, I'm yeah. pulling it up right now. So wait, yellow temperance, uh, whatever devil, uh, emperor, empress, wheel of fortune, uh, tower of gray. Oh, shoot. Oh, and Jay Guile. Hangman. That's all seven. Yeah, we are just over halfway through this this half of the season. Yeah. And I guess she's the I guess she is the halfway boss. Like, I yeah, don't... I guess so. Um, I'm actually impressed that I can remember all the stands. Yeah. 
I almost forgot Jay Guile, though. I almost forgot about the Hangman. We had already seen Strength by the time she had mentioned them, didn't we? Like, oh, I didn't even mention Strength. Wait, he, strength did I not mention Strength? I don't think you did, but I may have not been paying attention Shoot. to you. I don't know. So who did I count? Maybe Tower of Grey doesn't count. So then it's Strength. Yeah, I can't remember how many we'd already Oh, wait, 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 wait. What about Deep Blue Sea? There were more than seven. Yeah. Well, she didn't give her prophecy of her assassins immediately. Like, she came yeah. after a couple had already been offed, I thought. I guess so, yeah. I just can't remember when she chimed in. Well, we had... with there They fought more than seven people. <laughs> okay. Does Emperor Empress... Can't, I don't know. Well, she's run out of people. I guess we could go back and look and see who she mentioned. But um, uh, her, yeah. her, her squad's out. She's got to go all the way back to strength. I think she started with strength and went through Wheel of Fortune. That's got to be it. Okay, I think that works out. Um... But yeah, so she's out of people, and then she proclaims that she will use her arcana justice, and she'll do it herself. A heck of an arcana for a villain to have. I know. So who knows what justice signifies in the arcana fashion? Uh, cause and effect and clarity and truth. Ooh, okay. Glad you if, re if reversed, which I imagine most of the villains are actually representing the reversed uh signs it means dishonesty unaccountability and unfairness yeah which huh. would line up with how she does not have any accountability for her son that's a good point that's a good point well i'm excited i don't know what wacky power she has but that's bound to be good um and she, it, she is a two-parter yeah so you we're gonna remember. be able to rock and roll for at least a little bit oh gosh you, darn it you, you so, don't remember uh, justice at all I do not remember just I like I said I only really remember the beginning and end of JoJo because of the OVAs. That's fair. Is I watched the OVAs a ton, and I only read the manga once. So a lot like I literally did not remember the Wheel of Fortune fight. Like a lot of this stuff is super hazy. Wheel of Fortune was great though, man. I liked Wheel of Fortune. Is remember it's like I read all this stuff before it was officially translated back in like two thousand five, two thousand six. So like it's been a it's been a minute, <laughs> so I don't remember any of this stuff. Yeah, that's fair. I w I don't remember most of the stuff I was watching that long ago either. Um, and I didn't go back because I knew I thought. Well, I didn't think we were. I didn't know when we were going to start doing this podcast. But when I started reading Steel Ball Run and everything, um, I knew I wanted to read Steel Ball Run, and and then when we started talking about this thing, I'm like, well, I just won't go back and reread three half is it just me or do you half feel like Inyaba can probably fly like oh. she can lift like she can just jump into the air and never touch the ground again she that's she'll just appear like that like when she was having her freak out i like half remember her flying around the room well she did do a big old jump she did do a Maybe big big jump she With did Jojo do a big time. big jump hashtag big old jump she was up in the air longer because of anime time. Yeah, like, she had like, anime time. Like in this episode where they were, where they saw the uh, the eighteen wheeler barreling down at them, and they had like five or seven sentences between them before JoJo had to react. Yeah, but boy, he moved quick. <laughs> um, gosh, but yeah, I'm excited to see where this is going. I mean, the show has has hit it's stride and i am super duper excited to see where things are going 
Yeah, I can I can't wait to see the Inyaba fight. That's got to be fun. That's got to be cool. So we have Justice. So up next we'll have Justice, which is a two-parter. Then we have Lovers, which is a two-parter. And then I guess maybe we'll do a triple. We're going to have to at that point, but at, yeah. least we're, at least we're on track for these. How is she going to get to them? She's Who knows? Cairo, right? I have no idea. I wish I knew. <laughs> it's it's a crazy world, man. And I'm, I'm trying to remember, um, did you also find it weird that they did not censor the death of the doctor? Like him getting um, a scalpel to the face. That didn't look censored to me. God, you're right. I, I honestly, most of it, I don't, I'm not even noticing most of the time. Also, um, Nina exploding wasn't censored either. No, you're right. And it was gross, too, because it wasn't just blood. It was like a straight-up vomit that they weren't censoring, too. Yeah. It, it's funny. I just recently, um, with the lady we watched, the lady and her father, um, my future <laughs> father-in-law, watched The Meaning of Life. With Monty, Monty Python's The Meaning of Life. Do you remember that film? Oh, yeah. You, you're talking about the restaurant scene? Yeah. Okay. It's like that. I see where you're going. Gosh, that was... Hoofa-doofa, man. Hoofa-ma-doofa. Yeah. That was quite the thing. All righty. Well, um, do you have any other final thoughts for a, a spectacular pair of episodes? No, I'm just... I'm really happy. I'm glad to finally start liking Jitteru a bit, even though... Even though he's, like, showing his, like, shady hit and... Like, he literally was promoting a hit and run there. Yeah. I was like, oh, you're such a jerk. One can only hope that a villain in like Jojo part five is the grandson of that truck driver. Yeah. And I'm starting, starting to like him. He's finally starting to build something worth respecting. And I, it's going to really break his heart when Anne has to tell him that she's too old for him. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my goodness. So much fun. So much gosh darn fun. Uh, alrighty, so I guess we will uh, we'll uh, wrap this one up. Uh, if uh, we'll uh, you down for a book out? Yeah, book out, book out. <laughs>